Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. Have you heard of Timmy's tailgating? Timmy, Timmy's tailgating? Have you heard of Timmy's tailgating? I was talking to um, my buddy Trevor. He's on my softball team yesterday. He's like, Taz, you got to do something on the air about this Timmy's tailgating epidemic. I said, what are you talking about, man? He said, uh, at every Tim Hortons now, there's like people who tailgate. They'll get the truck, the, the tailgate down on the truck, pull out some lawn chairs. They'll sit around in circles and sit out there and, and drink their coffees. Have you seen that, Jim? I have not. I have not. I, have, I'm, I haven't seen Timmy's tailgating either, but Trevor says every Tim Hortons he drives by, there's people sitting out in the parking lot drinking their coffees and... Here's where uh, where the motive comes in, smoking cigarettes. Yes. Because you can't smoke inside coffee shops anymore. Yeah. You can't smoke right in front of the front door anymore. So people are now bringing their own lawn chairs to Tim Hortons, sitting in the parking lot, having a dart, drinking a coffee. Wow. Because for a smoker who also drinks coffee, there's nothing better than a dart and a coffee together. I hear it's a good combo. I don't know. I've had coffees. The last cigarette I had was maybe when I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. I tried about one month I smoked. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? The coolest you've ever been, though, Taz. <laughs> yeah, I looked I looked super cool. <laughs> Hi, FM 96. Hey, how's it going? Good. Are you a Timmy's tailgater? No, I'm, uh, I'm just commenting on that, though, that Jim should take a, a swing by the Tim Hortons and Mitchell. Because that's happening quite often in Mitchell. And uh, I was just back in Mitchell for the first time in a while this weekend for Corn Fest. And I noticed that that Timmy's tailgating has taken place for sure there. Is this mostly a weekend thing, Taz, when the guy was telling you about it? Because I feel like if it was during the work week, I would be furious. Because it would take up parking spaces and stuff and probably clog it could be, the well, A lot, lot of retirees like hanging out at the Tim Hortons, so maybe they're doing it during the work week as well. I don't know. I've never seen it. Yeah. I didn't know it was a thing until until Trevor told me about it. He says Timmy Timmy's tailgating is everywhere now. Well, it's definitely always the same people, too. <laughs> Mitchell, anyway. Yeah, it's like a little click. They get yeah. together, they share the gossip, have a dart, drink their coffee. Oh, hmm. yeah. Multiple parts. Okay, sure. so confirmation there that it is happening. Hi, FM ninety six. I am um, commenting about the uh, Timmy's tailgating. Yeah, I think it's more been a small town thing until recently. I'm surprised it's just now coming to London. You ask anybody in Woodstock about Central Tim Hortons, and it's like an every weekend thing. There's at least like five, six cars. There's about twenty people there, and yeah, they all just stand around smoking. Single moms with their kids. <laughs> and, and this is all hours of the night too. There'll, there'll be mothers out there with their strollers at midnight. Come <laughs> on! Do you need an invite to join the group? Like if if Jim and I pulled up to the Woodstock Tim Hortons with our lawn chairs and our strollers and our strollers, we just bust out our our uh, our setup there. Are we going to get evil eyes, or do you feel like they're going to welcome us into the fold? I think it's more of like a clicky type thing. Like, if you're not one of them, you're not welcome. Mm. Uh, I want it to be like a Buffalo Bills tailgater where people are jumping off the tailgates and slamming into tables and stuff like that. Mother still, but they're having a real good time, yeah. Hi, FM 96. Hi, uh, my name is John. I go to the Edgerton and Dundas location. Yeah. And, yeah, we're there every night uh, after 5 o'clock. And there's most of the people that work there. 
Uh, it's about nine or ten. So you really, are a Timmy's tailgater. Yeah, I'm a Timmy's tailgater. Oh, now, cool. why Timmy's? Can't, isn't there somewhere well, better you, suited for a tailgate party, or can't you go to a buddy's place or something? Well, it's better than just sitting at someone's house, you know. Like, is it? And the thing is, there's people. There's uh, uh, we, we call them cracks. Basically, cracks is people that are on drugs and they freak out. You watch them walk down that path. It's hilarious. So it's like it's like a drink in a show. You're having a coffee, and then you get to watch the people walking down Dundas who... Street performers, as we'll call them. <laughs> right, street yeah. performers. Okay. So, and, and have you made new friends, Timmy's tailgating? Is is this something that has really enriched well, your life? I know a lot of more people now, and we actually just had a celebration there with the lady. Her car died, and we uh, raised a bunch of money and got her a new car. It's like a real community. Yeah, you guys are supporting each other, helping each other out in times of need. That's pretty cool. This is like old school A&W's. Some small towns, A&W is like a small town staple for fast food. And they always do the car shows. Yep, yep. There will always be the Friday or the Saturday night car show where people are hanging out. This sounds like that. (laughs) The phones are are going crazy here, so obviously there's a lot of Timmy's tailgaters out there. There's a car uh, fundraiser we did uh, be on the Tim Hortons website. Oh, cool! So check it out. And if Jim and I came out to what what location are you again? Dundas and Egerton. Dundas and Egerton. So if we came out to that location, are we allowed to hang out, or do you need like a special invitation? Oh, anybody can show up. It's a public place, right? So. Hi, FM ninety six. Chat a little bit about that uh, the Timmy's tailgate thing. Yeah. I looked at those people. It's kind of like the homeless people. It's kind of funny. They pull up in their cars and they have lawn chairs. They probably have a place to go. Well, you'd think that, but when you see them standing out front for three hours, it's kind of make you scratch your head a little bit. What are they avoiding at home? Exactly. And maybe an angry wife, you never know. Well, listen, I'll go, you know, to a restaurant or a bar, meet some buddies and have a drink. It's the same sort of thing, except probably healthier, other than the smoking. They're not mm-hmm. drinking alcohol. They're just having a coffee and chatting, socializing. Yeah. I always said, I don't know. I just thought it was goofy because you, you see people park there, and then you drive by a few hours later in the afternoon, and they're still there. So. <laughs> How are they affording this coffee? They clearly don't have jobs. <laughs> the Tash Show Podcast. Last night was the premiere of Sharknado 6. <laughs> How? How is this happening? Sharknado 6 was on television. This one was all about time travel. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Ian Ziering from 90210 goes back in time to try and uh, stop the Sharknados from ever happening. Well, they go back in time to the first ever Sharknado. And like any legend, if you stop the first one, Taz, it stops all all of it. Mm. And I just want to say that the name of this movie is not Sharknado 6. It's The Last Sharknado. It's about time. (laughs) <laughs> like, it's literally about time. It's making fun of it. So I, I do. It's very tongue-in-cheek, and it, it knows... These movies, they know they're terrible, and... Now it does. <laughs> that's not... Come on. The first one, I think they thought they had something. Really? I think they thought they I've were never good. watched an entire Sharknado. I've only seen the clips online. But they go back in time to, like, prehistoric times where yeah. the Sharknado is, is coming after... Tyrannosaurus Rex, and then they go to medieval times where yeah. there's flaming Sharknados, like <laughs> dragons and Sharknados. It's uh, it's something else for sure. And 
One of the stars of the film is in the news this morning for a bizarre interview they did. Yeah, Tara Reid, she's she's a bit of a drinker. It's it's been obvious for a while. This is a this is a uh, interview from back in the day. This is for the second Sharknado, and this is what she sounded like. This is her like. This is her with Ian Ziering, and it's like, oh, is she drunk? People were speculating that she might be drunk in this one. You know, I wait with eager anticipation for what's next. I think, like, February, we come down, like, it's always Valentine's Day. We all see each other, it's like, roses, like, we're Valentine's. Right. And this is going to be different this time. Life goes on. Yeah. Okay, so it's <laughs> that was that was like ten years ago now, yeah. but it turns out not much has changed in Tara Reid's life. Here she is on an Australian talk show talking about the new Sharknado. So new guys, honestly, is beyond. Uh, it's it's my favorite one. It's <laughs> so ridiculous. It's so bad that it's good, and it's just. I mean, we've already like gone out of space. I already had a baby instead of a shark. I mean, yeah. we, we've done everything. Like, so you thought like, how can we top this one off? And they're like, I got it, let's time travel. Yes. And then all of a sudden we're going to time travel. One day we're with George Washington. The next day we're with dinosaurs. I'm with a pterodactyl. I name it Tara. I mean, it's just out of control. Like, the movie is just, it, it, does, it takes every step to the next level. Because we did know it's the last one. And it, it really makes sense from the first one. It, it really does it. It makes a com- like complete circle. And <laughs> I do really think it's going to be the end. So you can kind of make out some of what she's saying. I but can make out everything. I thought she was going to be much more wasted than you that. You think so? Well, that's pretty. Okay, well, here she is. And it's funny. I love it when there's a delay in live television, especially when one's in Australia and one person is in America. Here she is. This is worse when she's having trouble with the delay. You guys will really like this one. It's hilarious. Yeah, never say never. I was say never. shot in Australia, honestly. <laughs> well, never love- say never, but I really like, I really wanted us to shoot there. It's one of my favorite places, but I thought, oh my God, to shoot in Australia, you guys have the sharks, it would be amazing. Well, you know, we have like, some real have sharks here that we could, we could, some good stunt sharks. We could definitely give you a run yeah, for your money. Yeah, real sharks. And is it true, Tara, that you I remember really one time did, when I was there, you guys. We've got the delay here causing problems here, but is it true here that one you really when I was when I was <laughs> in Australia? Work? See, again, I like we have a delay sometimes yeah. when we're live on location. We're trying to talk to people, do interviews uh, over the phone while we're on the delay, and I know it can be difficult. So I, I don't really think I can judge. When you said you have audio of her wasted, I thought we were going to go next level. This is just Tara Reid. <laughs> is it? Are you saying it's not Lex? Are we just accepting it because it's Tara Reid? Because it's pretty. Dylan, you guys, honestly, is beyond. Uh, it's it's my favorite one. It's. <laughs> I'm just saying, for somebody who's trying to promote a movie, this is going to be the last movie she might ever be in. If this is the last Sharknado, this is the last time we see Tara Reid, right? Good for her for latching herself onto the successful franchise. (laughs) What was the audition like that she went in? They're like, yeah, she's the one who gets the part. Yeah, yeah. This one, you guys, honestly, (laughs) is beyond... uh, It's it's my favorite one. It's... (laughs) so ridiculous it's so bad that it's good and it's just it's ridiculous are you allowed to say it's so bad it's good when you're in the movie too you know what i mean like you let that's the critics the, say that's that. the whole marketing scheme of the sharknado franchise jim i i know but it seems wrong that they admit it well i uh, i understand that tara reed is doing some more interviews today actually we go live she's uh 
She's being interviewed by a very special presenter on television right now. Honesty is beyond. Uh, it's it's my favorite one. Give me the top ten of the new metal. I want to. I got So ridiculous. If something gets in my head, it'll come out my mouth. You know. It's so bad that it's good. I've always had my mind for so long. I got it. Let's time travel. One of the dangers of that is if I, if I start to like it. It's just out of control. Oh yeah. <laughs> now that I would watch the Tash Show podcast. Yeah, sports time. Nice to have Devin Peacock back from vacation. Too bad you don't have better news uh, this morning, Dev. A, a terrible crash in NASCAR on the weekend. Yeah, this happened at uh, Pocono. It's one of the, it's one of the kind of the signature races they have in IndyCar, and uh, Robert Wickens from Guelph was trying to pass Ryan Hunter Ray. He was kind of in Ray's blind spot at the time of the crash, so it's not as though any one person is to blame for it, but their vehicles touched, and that sent Ray's vehicle into the wall, and Robert Wickens' vehicle went over top of his, flew around in the air, crashed into the cabling on the, the cable fence. His car just completely splintered. Oh. There were a bunch of other cars in, involved in the collision. And um, there were some other, like James Hinchcliffe, who is another Canadian from Toronto. He is actually Robert Wickens' uh, teammate. They're an actually an all-Canadian uh, race team in IndyCar, which is pretty cool. He was injured, but not seriously, so he's okay. But one of the real concerns in these cases, beyond just like Robert Wicked himself, because his car just completely disintegrated, just basically the tub was left where he's uh, yeah. driving. Is like, it always looks worse, but that's what the cars are designed to do. When they bust apart, you're like, oh, this, this is the worst crash ever. But the fact that they come apart like that is what saves a lot of drivers' lives. Yeah, like they're so light so they can go airborne pretty quickly, but they're that's what they want them to do, is, but the tub stays intact so that the driver can be protected as, as much as possible when you're in a... I mean, you're racing around like, so fast. It's, it's going to be a somewhat dangerous situation. But in 2015, a different racer, uh, Justin Wilson, died when there was flying debris that was on the track, came around, hit him in the head, and he died from yeah. that. So it's not just you know a concern just for the racer, the, the driver involved, but for the other cars, obviously. Well, it's a concern as well for the, the people in the stands. Well, We've seen that before, too, where a piece of the car comes off, a tire comes off the car. It happened in Toronto, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm a bit surprised that... They even did the race because it took them, the, the race, the crash happened eight laps in. So it was very early in the race. It took them two hours to repair the cabling uh, for the fence. But even then it was, wasn't what it was before. Right. And yeah. so Sebastian Bourdais, another one of the drivers was saying, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't look great. Like the, the president of the racetrack said, it doesn't look, it's not up to standard, but it's, it's safe. It's safe for the race. Yeah, I'd be moving. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't imagine, be sitting there. Yeah, if those are your seats, I would ask for a refund. Well, right? actually, you know, if there's any place that's like the most likely for a, a seat, like I, I'd rather be exactly where the last crash happened because what are the chances? You don't think gonna, lightning strikes strikes twice? Well, lightning does strike twice, but it will. I don't think a crash would happen in the same spot. What if it's just a part of the track that's dangerous, though? What is the most? If you're there's certain areas on the track where there's that's true. Yes. You're more likely to have a crash around the big turn. Yeah, yeah. We well, yeah. see that with the Toronto Indy, where there's just you know there's there's points in the race where it's just easier to make the pass. I'd or, be moving. I'd be leaving <laughs> probably. Well, again, like 
maybe just wait a day and then run it today instead yeah. of yesterday. Well, you uh, you know, it's uh, these guys, they know the danger when they get in the car, but that doesn't make it any uh, less tragic when one of them is, is severely injured. So uh, do we have an update on uh, the driver's condition? Uh, it's still in hospital. Uh, he sustained a number of injuries, uh, injuries to his lower extremities, to his right arm, to his spine. He sustained a pulmonary contusion. Oh. He's going to have an MRI and likely going to have uh, probable surgery here. So I would imagine, based on just the early diagnosis of his injuries, that his season is over. But James Hinchcliffe, his teammate, previously suffered a catastrophic injury when he was racing, and he has made a full recovery. So hopefully he has something similar here. It's in their blood. We hope he uh, he gets well soon. And if you want to see that crash, we've posted the uh, Global News story on the FM 96 Facebook fan page. The Tash Show Podcast. Uh, we've got another story about someone losing a, a finger. Oh, Lordy. You remember last week, uh, Jim, we had the story about the woman, West Edmonton Mall. She went down the water slide and was, was at a kid's birthday party, got her ring stuck on a part of the water slide and was degloved. Oh. Is the proper medical term, apparently. The term I never wanted to learn. Ever. <laughs> or here again. Yeah. Well, here we are. So she had her, she lost her finger on the water slide. They weren't able to reattach it. I, we may have traumatized my nephews with that story, actually. It was at family dinner last night, and they're like, Uncle Taz, w- w- whatever happened to that lady's finger? <laughs> it's like, go ask your dad. <laughs> <laughs> and don't wear any jewelry. <laughs> That's right. Uh, she doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> well, if you thought that story was nuts, listen to this one. Uh, a golfer has been charged with mayhem on the golf course after biting another golfer's thumb off. Whoa! How intense must that brawl have been? <laughs> the price is wrong! <laughs> Friday, just outside of Boston, a 47-year-old guy bit another guy's thumb off. It's not clear how the, the fight started, what they were fighting about. But he took the guy's thumb down to the knuckle, so he got the the lower part of that extremity. And now he's facing a charge for mayhem, which means malicious intent to maim or disfigure. Jeez. Could face up to 20 years in prison for taking the guy's thumb. I don't know how you could ever bite down on somebody's thumb like that until it came out. Like, that's... It just yeah. gives me shivers. Put your own thumb in your mouth and bite down on that thing. <laughs> well, it's my thumb, so it hurts. I know. It's not, you got like I'm biting pretty hard on my thumb, but nothing. It's not even near to coming off. Oh my god! Just the feeling of that in your mouth but separating. I, like how savage this guy turned into an animal. Yeah, we gotta find out what they were fighting about. It was on a golf course, you say? Yeah. Was he talking in his backswing or something? <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of what's the biggest faux pas. Using his foot wedge. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. a serious skins game. Caught him cheating. Stepping in the line of the putt. You know, that's a big thing on the green if you're, like, stepping where the putt's going to go. I don't know. That's, uh, that's something else. Well, we know that uh, the victim's definitely going to have to change his grip up. <laughs> Who knows? This could be great for his game, right? Imagine. Yeah, starts. I'm not slicing anymore. And when he yells four, <laughs> is he telling people to uh, to get out of the way of his ball, or is he just describing his hand? High four. <laughs> golfer charged with mayhem after biting another golfer's thumb off. 
FM 96 listeners saying that it's harder to bite through a carrot than it is to bite off a thumb. I've, I've heard that before, and there's no way that's true. Did a little search, and I found uh, this online. Biting off a finger or a thumb is not that difficult, especially if you know where to go. That's one of the joints. Sort of like carving a turkey, but with your teeth. Going through the bone would be a real challenge, especially in the middle of the bone, where the cortex or bone shell is thick. Much easier easier to do a so-called disarticulation. That's where you separate the joint. The rest of it, the nerves and vessels, would be a piece of cake. Maybe, I would, obviously going through the joint is easier than going through the bone, but there's no way it's like biting a carrot. Or easier. They say easier than biting through a carrot. I just, I don't know what kind of carrots these people are eating, but a bite through a carrot's really easy. Look at I'd be a carrot. I would be through the carrot by well, now. Well, they say, and we're doing our own, as you mentioned, we're doing our own fingers and thumbs here, Jim. The uh, psychological self-preservation that is involved when you're biting on your own thumb makes it a lot harder than if you're trying to bite someone else's thumb off. I just, so here. Okay. okay. <laughs> Bring your snow. <laughs> Get your fingers out of my mouth. Hey, I just want to sincerely thank you for listening to the Taz Show podcast. If you want more, subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts. All the podcast places.